Welcome, welcome, welcome to this week's episode of The Expansive. We are doing this live, uh, actually a day early, because Eric has got some partakies in Cape Town that he's leaving for tomorrow. <laughs> uh, so we're doing this early today on a Tuesday instead of a Wednesday. But if you're listening to this on podcast, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, hello, good afternoon, good evening, and good morning. Thank you so much for joining us again for this week. And we've got an exciting episode ahead of us. We've been doing a lot of work around this topic and uh, we've got a lot to share. But before we kick in, I'd like to welcome my ever-present, focused, <laughs> and uh, calmly focused, or was it? Was it calmly focused uh, co-host, Eric? How are you, buddy? Uh, yeah, I'm good, dude. Uh, I really feel, you know, I've probably done 80% of the intros and that's why I have this... Uh, amazing ever elegant co-host like nailed down to a t and it feels to me like you're still struggling with the introduction there yes you know i have a problem speaking in public and i'm always getting nervous you see so <laughs> whatever i'm going to make a new one up every time for you so that yeah i'm not using the same old boring one that you use although it's true okay you know, okay elegance is 100 true thank you so much well i'm wondering about that i'm also i'm reimagining <laughs> the <laughs> You're full of chirps, eh? After you were chirping me just now, I see this is the mood for today. There's, it's combative in today's combative. Uh, podcast. Combative. Uh, listen, dude, no, I'm, I'm doing really well. Uh, things have been interesting on my side. We're doing lots of work around team stuff, learning experiences. Um, I guess the usual that we get to do. The usual, exactly. Yeah. yeah usual. My, my book has been on a bit of a halt, uh, which has been frustrating, but I'm getting back into it very soon. As usual, as usual. As usual, like <laughs> nothing's really changed. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that book supposed to be launched last year, August sometime? What's the point of asking how things are going? It seems like <laughs> Just on repeat. about you? Yeah. Are things yeah, going? yeah. <laughs> I was in Joburg yesterday for the day I spoke for Diskim and Biogen. It was very good. And on the weekend, I did lots of cycling. So as usual, as, as usual, usual, same old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm either I'm either wearing Captain Tight Pants clothing, or I'm doing strategy sessions, talks, writing a book, or being interviewed somewhere. I don't know. There's not, that's my whole life, all in one nutshell. So um, lots going on around the world. Um, howdy, Rhonda. Nice to see you. And thank you yeah, for joining us from Texas. Colin. Hey, Colin from Dubai. Colin, your daughter is so beautiful, man. You just had a new kid. She is so gorgeous. It's amazing to see. So what's up, guys? So look, there's a lot going on out there in the news. And uh, we were talking about uh, this company that's having a lot of uh, strive and a lot of sort of uh, upheaval going on with their senior management. Do you want to tell us a little bit about it and tee it up? Yeah. So um, I thought like one of the things we could speak about today is really around the, the idea of modern teams because, you know, we, mm. we're constantly thinking about the challenges that organizations, leaders and teams are facing and how do we better prepare them for it from a, a skills acquisition point of view, from a, a mental model sort of mindset point of view. And I had a few ideas that I wanted to share and sort of riff on today um, on mm. how we can, or, or some trends and, and some things that I'm seeing in the team space. And one of it is definitely around what Basecamp has been going through. So like, if you haven't seen mm. it, um, you know, Basecamp has, they've always had like very vocal founders. Um, the one guy's called DHH. I think the other guy's called Jason Fried or Friedman. Um, but they've always had like very strong personal brands. At some point last year, they were like in this big tiff with Apple, uh, which gave their brand like a, a big boost. And then, and Basecamp has always been this very progressive company, right? And so like um, many of the uh, books they've written is about how they operate in Basecamp. And so they came out 
I think last week or the week before that, and they essentially updated the entire way that they're running the organization. And one of the big things they decided to do was to say, we are going to be apolitical moving forward. So they essentially banned all political talks inside of the company. Um, and even like, like social talks, like they were like, you know, you're here to work. We don't want you to uh, get too caught up in, in life and in politics, essentially. And I thought that was quite interesting because like we, we're seeing this more and more, right? Like companies are having to choose, like, are you going to be involved in politics? Is your company going to be aligned to a specific uh, ideology or not? Like, are you going to get focused on the work that needs to be done? And I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Personally, I don't think there's a right or wrong here. And, you know, what happened, like the out, there was a, like a massive fallout. They were all over Twitter again. Um, they're not like a massive. Didn't all their senior management leave. Not it's all like of them. A, there's a big walkout. Yeah, they had most like of them. I heard all the key people. Okay. Third, yeah, a third of people oh, left. Okay. From what I've okay. at least last time I checked. Mm. Um, and what do they do actually? What they're a tech business, right? They're a tech business, so they they have like a essentially like co-working online space. Uh, like okay. if you're a team, you can use that, and it, it has like uh, you know shared hosting and to-do lists and all those kind of things. So about a third of their people left from what I can understand, but they also, it's not that they just left, like Basecamp actually gave them like very generous severance packages, essentially. Mm. And, you know, I think what I actually like about it, and I, I, like I said, I'd love to hear what you think, but what I love about this is that you have a company that's like putting us like a stake in the ground and they're saying that this is what we are and this is who we are and we aren't going to be for everyone. And that's also okay. And I love the fact that, Ultimately, like when you take a stance like this, whether it's we're going to be political or apolitical, you are saying this is the kind of company that we are running and you are going to attract people who also resonate with that philosophy or that ideology. And I actually think that's a great way to do it because personally, if I had a bigger organization, I'm also thinking that I would probably try and stay away from politics because it gets heated. It gets very personal. It gets very emotional. And from what I've seen, like they've had spats inside the company that, you know, had like quite severe uh, or quite a severe impact on people in the company. So personally, I actually, I, I like what they've done. Did they do it the right way? I'm not quite sure, but like, I like the fact that they've taken a stand and that they are saying, this is who we are and what we stand for. What are your thoughts? Yeah, look, we live in such a tumultuous world and this idea of being purpose led needs to be across the board, right? So whatever your purpose is and every company's talking about being purposeful and their why and all these things. And, you know, it's not just always about business. It's a lot to do with values and culture and what do you value over something else? And mm. you're right. You need that clarity one way or the other. I mean, if you on the right and you're very conservative, you want to work with people that are kind of like talking politics is like talking religion. Yeah, I don't know. I think those are the two worst topics to be talking about, actually, because they're so heated. I don't know what we get. What hole are we digging ourselves into here, Eric? I don't know what we're doing. No, stay but on the surface. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to keep it light. Keep it light. Um, I, I lost my track. <laughs> yes. So values, and so um, I do think that the world is moving towards this place where we want to connect with a tribe of like-minded people. I mean, obviously, this puts us into an echo chamber of sorts, and that's also not a good thing. 
but I find it difficult to deal with people who are racist. You know, I, I'd rather just not, I'd actually not, I don't want to take money from them. I don't want to work with them. I don't want to be with them. And, and certain groups of people are just quite naturally racist and think that's okay. And so, yes, I'm also, I, I take, I take, um, I don't want to be working with those sort of people. And that's just a personal ideology. But I also want to be clear about what's acceptable and what's not acceptable for me. And I'm not for everybody. And so is neither is the, that, that company, you know. So mm. I think transparency is important. I think it's impossible for you to have a culture that's robust and strong and focused and people can bring their own vulnerable selves to the place. And then, okay, not allowed to talk about politics. It's like, hang on a second. So then what about veganism? Can I talk about veganism? And then what else about misogyny and race? And, and so, okay, I can't talk about any of those things. Because they're not really into politics. They're, they're other subjects. So I do think that it's a, it's, a, it's a time where we adopt all our values and all our purposes under one umbrella and be clear about them. I mean, Nike has done this quite famously by taking on um, disadvantaged people in athletics and backing them. And, you know, that's a quite a stance and that's important. And I actually like that. I think that's a fantastic stance that they've taken. And then Chick-fil-A, that other brand in America, says no gay people are allowed to eat there because they're conservative. And so that's mm. fine. I, I don't think I want to spend my money at Chick-fil-A because I don't agree with their values. And that's cool. And they can have their people. So, yeah, I think I think it's a, it's a tumultuous time for everybody. And um, people are trying to find their tribes. And because the future is so uncertain, people are making up certain things to hold on to some level of safety. And so these nationalists or these deep political divides are being created because people are so desperately scared of this level of uncertainty we're going through. So they're reverting back to the good old days, which was very racist and very um, one-sided and very just not fair and not transparent. And so I'm, I'm all for transparency. I'm all for progression. I'm all for development of a new world. So yeah, I, I, um, I'm happy they did it. I disagree with what they're doing with being apolitical. I think it's very difficult to be apolitical in this day and age. Um, I don't want to be working with people that support certain politicians. I just don't agree with it. I don't have the value system for it. And I know you're the same. If we just talk about animal lovers, Hey man, I'm yeah. not working with nobody who doesn't like animals. I, I don't care. <laughs> I'd rather not take money from them. I don't want to know. You know, I, th I think the problem is, or the challenge is that when it gets into, um, when it gets to like the actual work that needs to be done, like those kind of conversations can really derail like teamwork to a very large extent because all of a sudden, like, and I mean, you know, you have people from, from different cultures, from, um, you know, different sides of the political fence. And you give them a space where they can have these conversations. And we know how political conversations go, right? Like they always, like, it's very seldom that people are very civil around these kind of conversations. And so what ends up happening is like people spend so much energy, time and effort into these conversations and they get so riled up about it that I think ultimately like you, you allow the work to suffer and you allow teamwork to suffer. And so I think what becomes easier is just to say, well, no political conversations at work. And I'm, I'm never... I don't know I'm if never, that's possible though, Eric. Well, that's like, what they're trying to do now. Like, I think they... I know what I'm, they're trying to do. Yeah. I get what they're trying to do. But I just think it's to be clear with what your culture and values are and those people work with you. That's it. Yeah. Other people that aren't in those values, there's other companies for them. And that's okay for me. I think that's... I think that's fine. But that's kind of... that's. I think that's why I like what they've done is that like, cool, we apolitical, 
So if you want to have political conversations at work, then go work somewhere else. Um, so okay. the question that, okay. yeah, that's kind of the way I'm viewing it. Um, so the question, should base camp's approach have been different? Um, setting that precedent internally with its employees versus making it a public announcement. Should there be a consideration for why Basecamp or any organization choose to make a decision like this public versus internal? And what could that tell us? Um, the well, obviously, can- the owners are all about projecting their ideas onto social media. And so they've now, again, taken on the same stance of doing that. I think it's a fantastic personal branding and business branding exercise because you've created lovers and haters. And here we are in South Africa talking about some company we didn't even know about two weeks ago in the States. So I think the public thing is smart. I don't think it's stupid in any way. I don't agree with what they've done, but that's also okay. And that's the mm. world we live in. Uh, that's, that's also okay, you know. I also think, think part of I think part of Basecamp's um, origin story is that these two founders have always been very vocal about the way that work gets done. Mm. Like I, I can't remember their books now, but the one book was called Rework, and I remember actually really enjoying that book. And I think what was such a shock here is that they've always been very progressive in the way that they've thought about work. Um, I'm not sure, like to what extent they've done away with like specific office hours, but I know that they were remote long before remote was a thing, for example, you know, so they've always been progressive in that way. And they've shared that philosophy of how they run their business publicly, like since they dot. So it makes sense to me that even when something like this happens, like it must've been, you know, there must've been a moment for them where they're like, this is going to upset a lot of people, but we, this is congruent with who we are, that we've always shared our, our work philosophy with the world. Mm. And it inspires many organizations as well, you know, because maybe some organizations have been on the fence about taking a stance like this. And it, it also gives them the courage to, to say, well, we also want to do it like this. Because I don't know, man, like when you get to work, like you're there to also do a certain job, right? And not get sidetracked by everything else that's, that's happening. But I, I also think that very often we get caught in the very binary way of thinking about this, that you either have to be apolitical or you have to be political, or you have to take a stance for one or a stance for the other. Whereas I think very often we can actually, we can find a middle ground. We can find another option. And maybe the option isn't that you completely ban politics um, from the office, but maybe there's specific like moments to speak about it. Maybe there's specific moderated discussions that is had about it. And we don't that like just let it devolve into uh, into like name calling and people getting upset, but we do provide a space for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it doesn't go that's unmoderated. Cool. I think I, I think that's a yeah. Bit of I approach. think that's smart. Yeah, mm. yeah. I think that's smart. I don't I don't have look. I, I think I'm just uh, an extremist in my views when it comes to this. I find that one side of the world is fear based and the other side is collaborative based. And, I, and I'm always wanting to side with the collaboratives. And so my progressive process around politics and power is just the way I'm built and the way I like things to be playing out. And so I don't want to work with those other people. That's me. I don't want to work with them. I don't care. Their value systems don't match mine. But isn't the problem then that you create an echo chamber for yourself? Yes. I understand that. And I said that earlier. I know I say that. But yeah. I don't know how to deal with somebody who's racist, Eric. I don't know how to deal that. What, at what no, point no, do I connect with somebody when they look certain parties have got a, a, a type of racism attached to them quite intrinsically. So I don't know how to deal with somebody like that. I don't care how good they are at their job. I hear you. Just, it, yeah, yeah. It's irrelevant. 
but that's just me. So, and that's also okay, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go, so I'm going to go live on a farm somewhere. <laughs> so I'm trying to understand, like, if you, if you then have an organization with, let's say, like a thousand people, should these people all be like staffed by like, in SA terms, like just DA people or just ANC people? No, 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 not at all. I think the company that you build based on the initial way, there's a value system, just a value system of what you're prioritizing. And so the political parties will always be linked to certain value systems. They will naturally form in that way. It's not a political process. It's a value process. And so, mm-hmm. you know, even within, let's say, let's say in South Africa, we've got ANC and DA, but you put these things up while I'm talking. I know. I don't know if I should be reading or talking. <laughs> so rather take it off so I can finish what I'm saying. Cause then you did, I, I, I lose, I lose track, man. So, okay. Let's, I'm let's just, I'm just you training said. you. I'm training you for the, the I can't new do, I'm world a TV presenter, bro. I'm, yeah, I'm not a TV <laughs> presenter. Okay, Wanda, let's read Wanda's comment. Thanks, Eric. Uh, was I speaking too much? Did you just want to push that in no, there? The music got I too saw loud. it because it was a, I thought there was a synergy. Yes, okay. People talking in space that is safe and encourages appreciation. Of the, yeah, exactly, Wanda. That's a value system that we're talking about here. And so I, I will hire people based on a value system. And quite naturally, their political nuances will either be neutral or won't be an extreme version that's opposite to the values. And so the world is in this massive divide right now. You know, we're seeing this massive divide, this nationalism that's going on. And you have certain people that just want to stick to themselves and they don't want any outside influence. They want everything to stay like it used to be. These are fear-based people. That's all they are. They're not progressive. Mm. And we can't mm. live with people that aren't progressive. You can't keep holding the world back. The world's moving. Mm. We need more equality. We need more transparency. We need more collaboration. We need more of these things for all of us to uplift. You can't be selfish and just say, well, us alone and then everybody else can go do what they want i I just disagree with that but that's just again that's me you know and the sun is Mm. killing me but anyway uh, i'm just going to carry on (laughs) pretending like it's not here burning my face listen i I think we can actually cap it right there because um i think this has been a a good conversation around base camp and you know ultimately this is going to affect more and more organizations moving forward like i think irrespective of where you find yourself on the spectrum like you you need to stand for something um, and, and you can decide what that's going to look like. Uh, but I think to what your point was earlier is that you have to know what you stand for and it has to be transparent to the organization. And I think one thing that just kind of threw people around with the whole base camp thing was that it always felt like they were moving in one direction and this is a total move in a different direction. So I think that kind of threw people off. But, you know, again, like I, I haven't read all that much about it, but what I have seen is that They've even encouraged people through these separate packages to say, like, if this isn't the place for you anymore, then we understand that and we still wish you well and we give you a, like a decent severance package. So I think they still understand that. And I mean, don't we speak about this all the time that, you know, like when we create content, it's not for everyone. And that's also okay. Like every company doesn't have to be for everyone. And you, through, through what you communicate in your company and through what you stand for, like ultimately, that's how you build your tribe in that organization. So yeah. Closing yeah. thoughts from you. Um, closing thoughts from me is that this is a tumultuous time to be alive. You've got to pick a side and it's a tough one to pick a side, but ultimately you're picking it because of love or fear, fear. And that's it. 
You know, people within the fear camp don't want to admit that they're doing it based on fear, but they are. They're doing it from a place of scarcity, uh, fragility, fear. Um, and, and what we need to be doing is a space of expansiveness, anti-fragility, and just collaboration. We're living in an abundant world. I don't know why people don't want to pick up on this new world and this new idea. And they're just wanting to stay in the old world. So whatever base camp has done, well done to them for even getting us to talk about them. This little, small, little 60 people company in America, the marketing they've done through this, the stance that they've taken shows the ripple effects that it takes. So if you are in an organization, what do you stand for? Like, how do you stand mm -hmm. for it? And remember, when you do make a call, you might lose some people, but you'll attract people with the same value system as you. You know, people in my team have all got the same values. And it's amazing because when we talk and speak to each other, there's a level of professionalism, there's a, a level of integrity and elegance in everybody that works on my team. And I'd like to think that's a reflection point of what I'm doing. So, mm. you know, and, and there's certain people that in my team that I, they have certain beliefs that I don't agree with, but our value systems prioritize over those. And I think that's the key. Mm. So whatever job you're in or whatever company you're in or whatever company you have, be clear of your value systems and practice them and be loud about them because you want to get rid of anybody that's not aligned to them and you want to attract more people that are aligned to them. And that's mm. a real powerful team that really that connects on a different level. And I think mm. that's where the power lies. Yeah, well said. Um, I, I saw a tweet that I just thought about um, where one guy said, uh, after X amount of years at Basecamp, I'm quitting and I'm so excited. And there was someone in the replies who's like, I can't wait to fill your position. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it's exactly yeah. that. Uh, listen, thank you so much, dude. Always great to spend time with you. And to everyone who, who joined today, uh, that was, it's also been great to see all of you here, Baron, Tori, Ivano, uh, Rhonda, Colin, uh, Wanda Ross, like it's, it's been really great to see some more people engage and become a part of the conversation. Uh, we do this every Wednesday, usually at 3 p.m. South African Standard Time. So we would love for you to uh, book that out in your calendar and join us again next week. Uh, hopefully, like sometimes the times have to change. We are just uh, adaptable like that. But most of the times, Wednesday, 3 p.m. South African Standard Time, uh, if you haven't caught this on the live stream, then you'll definitely catch it on Spotify or iTunes, where, by the way, you can also leave us a little five-star review uh, if that is <laughs> no pressure. you like no doing. Pressure. Uh, no dude, pressure. thank you so much. It's great spending time thank with you. you. To everyone who listened, it's great spending time with you. See you again. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.